Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Fabes Now podcast. My name is Fabes and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, this is the perfect podcast for those of you who are interested in a range of subjects which include conference, film, TV and theatre reviews as well as politics, which I try to describe in a way that is simple to understand. For accessible tourism reviews and discussions, and accessible technology reviews and discussions. And in today's podcast, I'm going to give you my review of Dairy Girls Series 3, which aired on Channel 4 earlier this year, after first being announced in April 2019, but then being postponed in 2020, thanks to Corona, and finally being announced as going into production in April 2021, uh, and then finally went into production at the end of the year. But before I get into the main topic of this podcast, let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you always wanted to have your own podcast? Do you have something to say that you believe the rest of the world needs to hear? Do you have what it takes to be listed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and more? And do you want to do it without breaking the bank? If you've answered yes to all of these questions, then Red Circle is the correct podcast host for you. Red Circle gives you all of the tools you will need to start your own podcast and will have you distributed, growing your audience and making money within weeks. You will receive advertising, can set up listener donations or sell subscriptions for exclusive content. But what you decide to do is entirely up to you. With the ability to customise and control your content, even after it's been uploaded, you can choose what order content will appear in your show, whether free ads, cross-promotions, intros or updates. But best of all, you can get access to all of this for free with no set time limit on how long you stay committed to the free plan, making it perfect during the cost of living crisis and world inflation that we currently find ourselves in. So if you would be interested in starting a podcast with Red Circle, you can click the link below in my episode notes and share it if you know someone who would also be interested in creating a podcast. 
But now, let's get straight into the episode. Episode 1 introduces us again to the Dairy Girls, as well as James. Again, just a day before the GCSE results day, which they are all respectively nervous about. We learn how they have spent their summer indulging James's attempts to become NI's foremost youth documentarian, which he is determined will be absolutely award-winning, but ends up being completely wrong about, with the definition being exactly what you would expect from someone who hasn't had that much experience. But the camera he uses later resurfaces in the same episode when he and the girls were sneaking into the school after finding out Sister Michael already knows their results so they can get all of the stress over with beforehand. Things quickly turn for the worst though. After they bump into two seemingly nice guys already in the school, one who gives his name has hands. The man convinced them to rob the school, which the girls don't even realise until after they've done it. And they're taken to the London Dairy slash Dairy RUC station in a panic, where they are interrogated by a serious police commander played by everyone's favourite local ballerina man, Liam Neeson. Okay, ladies. I'd just like to ask you a few questions. By the end of the episode, the girls end up being let off and they all do well in their GCSEs. That is, until the video camera we saw at the beginning of the episode resurfaces again, which has all of the evidence on it of when they snuck in. In episode 2, the new term at Our Ladies Immaculate has already started and we are yet again introduced to everyone's favourite horse priest, Father Peter, who now has a ponytail. He announces that as part of the school's children in need fundraiser, Stars in their eyes will be coming to the school and that students are welcome to take part. But the big news in this episode is that whoever wins the competition will get a chance to feature on TV. Meanwhile, a hot plumber called Gabriel comes to the house. He makes my Mary blush and sends Dad Jerry into a tizzy. After a brief falling out with the girls, 
Claire tries to get some fresh air, but overhears a conversation that Gabriel and Mary are having in the hallway. It sparks speculation that they are having an affair. As James has his driver's license, the girls force him into driving them over to the house that Mary and Gabriel decided to go to. Erin is devastated watching her mother and Gabriel taking cheese and wine together, believing it is enough to convince her that they are having an affair. And on the night of stars in their eyes, things get worse. While in the middle of a performance, Erin spots Mary and Gabriel getting close again, and this distracts her from the performance. It turns out that the whole affair thing was a total big misunderstanding and that Mom Mary was inside talking with Gabriel about wanting to get a degree. But either way, I did find the episode considerably funnier than the first one, with considerably more parts that you could laugh at. Episode 3 starts by showing us more of James's style as a filmmaker. On a day when the clan are on their way to Protestant Portrush for a trip to the Big Dipper. Things, however, still end up going wrong. For starters, they manage to leave Claire behind but it ends up being quite entertaining for the audience's benefit. As it turns out, Sister Michael is also late for the train. On board the train, however, the four other teens find themselves in trouble when James lifts the wrong backpack and discovers it contains some offensive items. The least offensive of which is a bag of Teodos salt and vinegar crisps. The rest of the episode was highly amusing, both on the train and when the same cuts to Claire and Sister Michael. My favourite scene in the episode was when Sister Michael gave off to the reception lady, closely followed by when the tattooed man and ex-con women run after the train, after they suspect that James is the person who ate the crisps. What cowboy is responsible for this soundproofing? It's atrocious. You need to speak to the lad who did our confessionals. They're great. There are fellas telling Father Peter where they stashed the murder weapon and the congregation's none the wiser. In episode four, the girls get annoyed at the fact that Jenny Joyce has stolen their song and give off about it to Sister Michael. 
but amazing dog and slightly Francisco Michael receives a call telling her that her aunt has died. The girls try offering her sympathy, but she tells them not to worry about it, as her aunt was in fact an absolute asshole. However, she then sends them down to the house in Donegal that her aunt lived in to clear it out for a week that will be taking place. Can't you take the school van with them? Although it should be added that she only asks them to do this because she simply doesn't want to. Being pressured into doing it, the girls decide to go down, but only for the hope of meeting some hot farmers. However, conscious scenarios arise as soon as the gang arrive in Donegal, starting off with the van getting a flat tyre. Secondly, James gets knocked unconscious after hitting his head off the van and after they get him and themselves inside, a spooky feeling engulfs the building. First of all, they can't find the key and Clara ends up smashing a window instead of waiting for a second until Ola finds it. With James still unconscious, they try to use the phone to phone for an ambulance, but it turns out that it is disconnected. This forces them into considering whether to walk to the closest hospital, but thankfully, James regains consciousness soon. But although that is seen as a bad thing by Michelle, because he instantly just starts talking about his near-death experience. Pondering upon an old 1941 photo of a happy couple, Annie and Robert, that everyone automatically starts to freak out about because they take it as being the dead aunt. It isn't really helped much when Erin mentions how she feels the ghosts of the couple are watching over them, which makes things even worse. Meanwhile, James tries telling Erin about his feelings for her, but after Michelle catches them kissing. She tells them how she doesn't want them to be together. Elsewhere, Mary, Sarah, Grandpa Joe and Jerry visit a psychic in relation to reaching out to Sarah and Mary's mother, who in this episode it is revealed has been dead for 10 years. As I said, this is personally one of my favourite episodes. 
with the amount of Lafort moments as well as the key elements, making it absolutely brilliant. The twist at the end when we find out that Sister Michael's aunt was in fact called Moira and never married was the best moment in the entire episode. And honestly, it made me laugh more than I ever have at any of the episodes. In episode 5, the class of 77 school reunion is about to take place and Marv, Mary and Aunt Sarah are all out to impress for it. But meanwhile, things change when the truth starts to come out about something that happened 20 years before and Batalevo's school disco. Yet again, though, I feel like this episode includes more drama than comedy, so it wasn't really the funniest, but I did find it interesting learning about what all the parents in the series did when they were younger, so that's at least an okay thing, I guess. It's Halloween and the Derry girls, as well as James, are excited that Fat Bloy Sam is booked to DJ at the London Derry Halloween Festival. Originally successful in getting the last five tickets, they end up losing them after someone else in the case says it isn't fair that they got them. And after Laurie checks with her boss, he says that they have to toss a coin. Ends up challenging James to a fight. Unfortunately, that isn't the worst point, however, as James ends up fleeing from the fight and tearing the tickets up which causes a massive forward amongst the clan. Michelle later goes on TV with a made-up sad story about James, which ends up getting them five tickets. Claire's dad arrives to take them to the event, with all the teens dressed up as angels, Though James has an added black eye and crutches to keep the story believable. When they arrive, the security guard tells them how he has arranged for Fat Boy Slim to meet them, but gets confused and asks if there's not meant to be five of them. When it turns out that Claire has went off to find Laurie, the lesbians he was introduced to at the beginning of the episode. He said he would be there in a clown mask. Unfortunately, there are dozens of people dressed as clowns already in the room, so Claire doesn't know which one of them is Laurie, and once the gang finds her, 
while they do fighting me a co-leaf, she refuses to go until she finds her lazy. Forcing the gang to help her look under everyone's masks while checking under everyone's masks. James unfortunately brings off the mask of the man who challenged them at the beginning of the episode. And running away, he ends up throwing the crutches away, which ends up getting him and the girls thrown out, but not before Claire is kissed by Laurie. The episode, however, does have a sad ending to it, whereas Jerry has already arrived to pick the girls up. Earlier in the episode, we see him receiving a call that Claire's dad has took sick and was rushed to the hospital, and the episode sadly ends with a funeral. While all of the other seasons have six episodes in them, this one has a seventh bonus episode at the end, which is the one that I am summarising now. A year has passed until just slightly before the Good Friday Agreement. And Claire and her mum have moved to a different part of the country. And while most of the other girls are or have already celebrated their 18th birthdays, Karen and Ola are planning a joint 18th birthday. No, even though Erin's actual 18th was three months beforehand, she's only having it now. Meanwhile, the family and their friends try to get their heads around what the Good Friday Agreement will possibly mean for the future, with some even doubting if they will be ready for whatever the future holds. Sister Michael also finds out that the bishops want to remove her as head of her Lady Immaculate's college and battles with whether she'll give in to them or stay. And even more of a twist, at the end of the episode, there's even an appearance of Chelsea Clinton herself. So while quite a lot of the series made me laugh, there were other parts of it that will make you feel emotional. The ending of episode 6 made even myself feel quite upset. But even the relationships that each of the characters go on with each other is quite emotional at points as well. I do like the way that they ended Ellen and James's relationship which, by the end of the series, allows the audience to decide what happened instead of giving any actual answers. But the relationship that the parents 
and other family members have with each other and how they got advanced in this series was also quite entertaining as well. I also did like all of the comedy that took place throughout the first bits of the series as well though. But moving on to the final episode, I found it interesting how one bonus episode had been added to concentrate on the vote leading up to the Good Friday Agreement. For someone who was born just a matter of months before the agreement was signed in January 98, I thought it was an educational telling of the arguments on both sides, explained clearly to a younger generation. In fact, with all the troubles with the agreement that have been resurfacing more recently, and especially now, I think the end of the series helped bring back many of the questions and doubts that people had, which in many ways others have since forgotten. But what was your favourite part of the series? Do you agree with all of the parts I've mentioned, liking, or do you disagree with me? And did you enjoy other parts? If you'd like to give me your thoughts, please give me your thoughts in a review, which you can do either below or via the contact pages on myphoebelow.com and technologyreviews.co.uk website, although phoebelow.com is the one for all our journalism. And if you would like to check out the video versions of this review, you can find it over on YouTube on my Feebslow journalism channel. But I also have many versions of the reviews uploaded on there as well, which I go through in under one to three minutes so if you would like to check out the shorter versions of the review please feel free to jump over there as well anyway thanks for listening if you've got to the end and yeah i will see you in the next one when i am doing my review of ghost series 4